Blackpool Combat Club make the CMLL pay the price. Also, who's Adam Copeland's next hurdle in his quest for Christian Cage? And was Orange Cassidy able to hold off Ishii? All that and more in this week's episode of Grapple Sauce. Hit it, Dave. Hey, welcome to the show. Daver here. Hey, this guy's Chad. And Chandler's back as well. What a week of sports entertainment we've had. How you doing, Dave? Oh, man. I'm doing incredible, dude. Uh, Collision had an appearance of two of the hottest tag teams straight out of a time machine from the 80s. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started. Peak. My boys, Midnight Heat, they made it. Step one, they're part of a brawl. Step two, first co-AEW world champions. All right, let me, not tag team champions. Let me pitch something to you. This is early on. Who remembers the Layla Michelle McCool dual women's championship run? Ooh, okay. They, they had, I'm not, this is like, I've only seen pictures of it. It's the funniest thing. I'm going to draw it. They had a belt. And it was like comically split down the middle. So it was basically like this. So imagine the AEW World Championship like this. All right, all right. That's how you do it with Midnight Heat. I, book it, Tony. I know you watch us, book it. Oh, wow. So, so Midnight Heat he has two fans that I know about. <laughs> Tony Condon me. <laughs> Yeah, and we got to see the Outrunners. Uh, they are the uh, kind of the token uh, handicap match uh, losers, I guess. What it are you was, doing, it, my boys? What are you doing? It was the Righteous. Now it's the Outrunners. You know, everyone's got to pay their price, but it'll be the Outrunners' day soon. Trust me. Yeah, H- Hook did it, and uh, Brian Brian Cage said, uh, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh fun stuff yeah really enjoyed uh collision uh yeah they were in vegas uh pretty cool uh pretty hot crowd uh not as hot as uh dynamite i don't feel uh they didn't have that passion but they were into yeah, it that, that was a pretty stacked dynamite though like you hard not to uh, hard not to be a monster crowd for that Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I guess I'll get into the first match here. Uh, we're <laughs> carrying on this uh, CMLL invasion uh, angle. Uh, oh, John Moxley. <laughs> there's also very big news to come out of this segment, but I'll reveal that in a later bit because I think it came out. Funny enough, it came out during Picture in Picture, but it's very big news. So stay tuned. But continue. Uh, John Moxley, Claudio versus. Star Jr. and Esfinge. It's uh, Esfinge. Yeah, yeah. Esfinge. I was saying uh, it, but I forgot the G is silent in Spanish. So it's Esfinge. Huh, I learned uh, a thing. <laughs> um, I will say it didn't have that uh, feel of the... Uh, other matches we've been getting uh this is i think our maybe our first real look at these two guys on collision or dynamite uh 
yeah, they were good. Uh, but yeah, they, they didn't quite have, they didn't bring it like, uh, uh, Hechicero and, uh, yeah. Volador Jr. Yeah. Volador Jr. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. Star Jr. Got Moxley in a, uh, submission and Claudio just nonchalantly walked up and broke up the pin. He wasn't having it at all. Uh, we got a giant swing on Esfinghe. Uh, Star Jr. does a Hurricane Rana uh, arm drag combo to Claudio and Moxley. Uh, Esfinghe uh, monkey flips Moxley and Claudio. Uh, Claudio Moxley do a Gorilla Press cutter combo uh, to Star Jr. We get a cover, but it's broke up by Esfinghe. Uh, Moxley... Uh, does hammer and anvil elbows to star junior into an arm bar for the win. Uh, yeah, no, no one's uh, gonna uh, not tap out to that arm bar. Uh, Moxley got on the mic. He calls out every wrestler around the world uh, says step up or get stepped on. Uh, at that point, FTR uh, come out their music hits. Uh, they get in Moxley and Claudio's face. Uh, Moxley slaps Dax Harwood, and they get in a huge brawl. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, undercard people coming out, security. Uh, we got Midnight Heat. Oh, I love it. Yeah, they took some bumps, too. Like, uh, they, were, they were getting it. Uh, yeah, pr pretty cool stuff. The only thing is, like, I'm not kind of getting the motivation uh, to this. They didn't, no one said anything. I guess we'll find out on Dynamite. It's a bunch of top guys and they got to be top guys. You know, who's the bigger man? Uh, um, but yeah, this, this match wasn't much for me. It's like I was blown away by especially Hechi Cerro and Volador Jr. on Dynamite. Like those two, whatever it is, they have it. They could be top of any promotion in the world. They could run WWE. They could run AEW. Like, they're fantastic. These guys, they were talented, but just it wasn't as good. There wasn't as much collision, you know, much heat. But the big news that they revealed during Picture in Picture, Nigel McGuinness called the BCC the Three Musketeers. So... Wheeler Yuta's out of BCC. Did anyone know that happened? Yeah, no, that's, that was uh, definitely a quiet pull if that happened. I look, I paused my collision twice because I looked it up once while I was like, I was, it was bugging me because I was like, is he gone? Is he hurt? Did they kick him off on a Ring of Honor show? But no, that's he, he's just not there anymore. So, oh, yeah, weird. Maybe he never existed in the first place. I guess. What wow. if he just like turns up with the best friends one day and he's like, "Yeah, we we never left." Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Guys, yeah, I had that, the that weirdest should be how they do it. That should be how they do it. Um, yeah, I'm uh, interested. I mean, oh, I wanted to bring up. I uh, was talking to Chad before we uh, went on the air. Uh, Moxley is on every men's division in the rankings. Really? Even the trios one? It okay. just says BCC. 
So I was, is he, okay. I'm kind of getting annoyed at these rankings already. And it's for one reason and one reason only. Okay. So when Daniel Garcia came out and they were hyping it up, they were like, Daniel Garcia and FTR have had four straight wins in the rankings or four straight wins since the start of the year. That's why they're fourth in the ranking. And I was like, wait, why all it took for like Swerve and Hangman and Adam Copeland to be one, two, and three is they were, they won like four matches. So, and I guess I don't know the rankings off the top of my head, but like, what is number one done? What is number two done? What is number three done? Why is... So they don't say it. I, I, how do you feel about this, Chad? I, I feel like they factor in star power. There's some sort of hidden equation. Like the big names are always like, oh yeah, no, that makes no sense though. That's not a quantifiable thing. That's not right, scientific. Like, I well, don't like well, it. Well, look, I, and I'm not saying anything degrading of her because I love her, but Sky Blue is like third in the women's. Ooh, yeah. She hadn't done anything in a hot minute. Yeah. So I yeah. think I'm a little speak out of line here. I think they were like, let's bring back the rankings. Yeah. Cause they were thinking about the men's and like, it's been working really well. Cause it's working for hook, working for Copeland, working for swerve and hangman. But then like everything else, they were like, Oh, I guess we got to do that too. <laughs> so I'm, I hate to agree with Dave here on that. And that star power pays or, I think it's not star power. Maybe it's like the power rankings weight of wins, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. Like, okay. Swerve and Hangman, like they beat Jeff Hardy. He was a former world champion. Like that means something. So, like that, I can kind of see. And like past accolades are kind of factored in, which is by like Hook is doing well. So. I'm not I'm not against them. I'm just saying at least with the trios division, I'm a little confused as to why the one that seems to be winning the most is only four. And FTR, they're world renowned tag team champions. Yeah. Doesn't that factor into it? I know it's a different division, but they're, they're not they're in the tag team one. division. Yeah, FTR Garcia number one. Oh Bowl really? Club. Yeah. Uh the oh, new one, rankings came out. One and oh. New new rankings came out. Okay. Oh, okay. We're good. We're good. Except for FTRC is dead because now they're doing the. Yeah, they're so, split. You know, of course, they'll bring in Danielson and Garcia. Like, oh, I'll do that. That'll be fun. But, anyways, we're kind of rambling. But that was a. It was a fine opener. CMLL invasion is already done for. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 gonna go. You know, BC BCC will win all their matches. Except for unless they they have any in Mexico, and then they'll then the the B team will uh, take all the L's and probably vice versa if they do anything in Mexico. Uh, then they can revive it around uh, Forbidden Door time. Yeah, or April time because I was thinking maybe they just do a CMLL Forbidden Door type show. They call it like Lucha Mania or something. Ooh, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh. Yeah, we'll see. Um, cool. After that, we get uh, our boy Daniel Garcia in a solo bout versus Shane Taylor, which I heard actually signed a contract. Uh, cool. Kind of un quietly. <laughs> um, we get Daddy Magic on commentary. I love it. He's great on commentary. He just sounds like he belongs. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, it's not awkward. He knows what to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Garcia had a challenge ahead of him with a big guy like Taylor. Uh, Taylor was throwing haymakers. Uh, Garcia was ducking. Uh, Shane Taylor uh, does Garcia's dance, then chops Garcia really loudly. Uh, Garcia gets fired up and gives Shane Taylor a dragon screw. Uh, Taylor misses a big leg drop on the apron. Garcia focuses on Taylor's knee. And at one point, Taylor hits a power bomb. Then a knockout punch uh, covers for a two count. And Garcia ends up winning with a knee bar. Uh, so we get an arm bar and a knee bar <laughs> so far. Very technical uh, show, especially with that technical brilliance that was the Tony Storm match. So yeah. lots of lots of technical prowess. You ever think they have a secret theme when they do like I, there's three Canadian destroyers? Like, yeah, yeah. Like Tony Khan is like, if you can factor in this move into your show, I'll give you fifty more dollars on your paycheck. And so it's it just changes every day. It's like. Okay, if you can sneak a Canadian destroyer in, there's 50 bucks. If you can sneak in a technician, there's 50 bucks. Because there's times where it's like, geez, every match on this show is a deadlift German. And they're like, geez, every match yeah. on this show is a moonsault. Yeah, it was like or the sheer drop uh, brain buster was uh, for the move of the day for a minute. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's totally a thing. <laughs> we got you, Tony. We got you figured out, bud. I honestly don't mind it. It's kind of fun. Like it's yeah. you know, there's a li nice little subtle throughout the entire show. It's not even important, but it's like, oh hey, everyone's doing this. Maybe it's just a lot of people just like to do those moves, but I don't know. But this match, it was fun. Looking at it, it was probably like my fourth favorite match on the card because this was a really good collision. But true. Um, yeah, I loved it when Shane Taylor started doing the dance and Nigel McGuinness went, Kevin Kelly, put those dollar bills away. So, of course, Nigel McGuinness is great. Uh, and then there was a bit where, like, because I do believe them when they talk about Shane Taylor and they're like, oh, he's a boxer. Like, he just knocked out Garcia. And I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. They're just pinning him. So, yeah, that punch was dope. Love the Garcia kick out. But yeah, it was a fun end and fun match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, I liked I liked the story being told. You know, Garcia target targeting the leg because what else are you gonna do against that dude? He's massive and very athletic. Uh, yeah, it was a good good story. Great finish. I like the finish. Uh, I'm I'm always a fan of uh, submissions as a finisher. Speaking of which, thinking of doing another top five video on favorite finishers. Ooh. So what's yours? Put it in the comments. Dave, you got a favorite? Um. Yeah, uh, Scorpion Deathlock. Nice, of course. <laughs> Chandler, what about you? Oh, you can't just throw this on me. This is serious because it's not. I hate to say it. It's not like Cody Rhodes finishers because they're not great. Like I love them, but there's a reason yeah. he gets three crossroads. Um, I love a good ankle lock. I wish they just ended matches more. Like I wish there was a rule in wrestling where if you grapevine, you tap out, and if you're not tapping out, you don't grapevine. But I'm gonna go with the angle lock. I love right. a good angle lock. Cool, cool. What about you, Chad? Uh, I like I like anything that you can hit on anybody. I've always been a fan of uh, like the RKO for submissions. Uh, 
I know it's not one you can really hit on any everybody, but I just think it looks cool. The cattle mutilation's kind of dope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, I have a new be... one. A Gunther chop. Anything True. Gunther anything Gunther does, I believe yeah. it. That's your yeah. number one. He'd hit Gunther. me with anything once, and I'd just tap. Whatever's number... near me, I'm tapping on. Your it. number one is Gunther. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, good match. Uh, I'm starting to enjoy Shane Taylor, uh, and by proxy, Lee Moriarty a little bit. Like I'm, I'm, I don't hate it. Uh, I think Lee Moriarty is going to turn on Taylor. Remember that little sly look he was giving him a few weeks ago? Like, oh, you lost. Like, dude. Yeah, they're not really focusing on that, but I, I like them together. I like them as a tag team. I think. You know, there it's a loaded roster right now, but if you ever got to a point where you were pushing Lee Moriarty, you should keep Shane Taylor as his mouthpiece because he's an he's an entertaining guy. He's an entertaining heel and he'd be good. And then when you do want to do the split, that's when it's a big old baby face run for Lee, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm uh looking forward to seeing it unfold. Uh unfortunately, any drama between the two will probably happen on Rampage. <laughs> hey ring of honor needs to air some tv time so it could be on there too yep dude i am i am chopping at the bit for them to get whatever streaming content deal and i'm gonna go back in that roh catalog and go to town uh it should be a fun time i think it'll happen in 2025 i hope we'll get full access <laughs> yeah i don't i don't like having to watch AEW on a fight tv i wish i could just watch it like on peacock or netflix or hulu um cool yeah yeah uh next up after that we get a little recap of sting and darby winning the tag titles uh and then the bucks jumping them covered in blood after that uh that kind of segued into Lexi Nair backstage with Eddie Kingston. Uh, he says what the Young Bucks did was disgusting. Uh, says they stole Sting and Darby's thunder, uh, just like Danielson did to Keith, uh, Brian Keith. Uh, Eddie ends up challenging Danielson to a match at Revolution. Uh, with the stipulation that Danielson has to shake Eddie's hand because uh, he knows uh, that would be uh, pretty embarrassing to Danielson. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to that match. Uh, let's see. what. wonder how many times they've faced each other in AEW. This could be the third time. Because it what was twice think, in the... Yeah, yeah, yep. Third that I can think of. Did they have a match before the CC? I I kind of remember them saying it was the first time that yeah. Danielson and uh, Kingston fought. It's been so long, but I feel like they were. That's why, it, like the when I think of the Continental Classic, I think about like my favorite matches, the ones that had the biggest feel. I'll always think about Swerve and Mox, and I always think about the first Kingston and Danielson because those two felt like really big matches. Yeah. Like, 
holy crap, mm-hmm. we're getting this on TV, and then they both delivered. So, yeah, I would yeah. say uh, I, 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 I'd I be confident in saying it was their first. But is it bad I want Danielson to win? Nah, nah. He's, he, yeah, he needs, he needs a few more good wins on his way out. I don't want to watch him eat humble pie. I want him to be a little pissing and that makes nigel even better because he's like oh we gotta watch this fake champion oh it'd be great yeah the king of the clams as he got called uh love it Mm -hmm. oh man uh cool yeah uh looking forward to that yeah we uh we're getting a pay-per-view kind of uh forming huh uh couple couple things uh popping up here that we know for sure a couple we don't um but yeah after that we get brian cage versus the best tag team from 1989 uh the outrunners you're just lucky midnight heats from 1983 bro you're just lucky (laughs) wait maybe that'll be the next big faction just runners and midnight heat sting don't retire we need you (laughs) He could be the mouthpiece, but come only back. if he comes back as Surfer Sting. Oh my yep. gosh, I'm getting way too into this. This will never happen, but that'll be so funny. <laughs> All these, I hate to say it, vaguely bland '80s wrestlers just kind of like clawing each other. <laughs> I want that so bad. Oh yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, oh yeah, we got Dasha with a little redemption. She nailed it. Turbo Floyd, Truth Magnum. Mwah. Good job, oh, Dasha. Dasha. Proud oh, of you, Dasha. girl. Spring Wardlow uh, out. Mr. Wardlow. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mayhem. Mr. Wardlow Mayhem. Oh, poor girl. Uh, we're not going to let that go, are we? No, uh, we're too mean. She's too nice, but... Uh, this match yeah, happened, didn't it? It happened. Cage won very easily. Uh, I got written down here, sign the outrunners. <laughs> they're not signed they're not like ring uh, water guys i don't think yeah don't think. sign them i mean i'm sure they're like you know a per appearance that used to be what they call the dark contract <laughs> mm, interesting yeah there's like different levels they have um but yeah uh after the match, uh, the Golden Knights mascot uh, wanted to dance with Nana. They do, but Cage attacked him. Uh, Hook came out and fought Cage. Uh, yeah. Uh, you think we're going to get that match? Are they going to... F- okay. Are we going to get that match? One. And two, are they going to finally give Hook a non-zero hour pre-show match say, it'll be on the zero hour no i was just about to say you gotta put something on the zero hour dave come on wheeler, wheeler yuda is the zero hour king he's not he doesn't exist there never was a yeah. wheeler yuda move on uh, yeah maybe he got named in the allegations that Ooh. i mean <laughs> i don't know how but that events were going to that room and it's yeah. a lot more logical than anything I could find because I could find nothing. I found nothing. All I found was like the most recent thing about Wheeler Yuta at all posted on the internet was one Reddit thread seven months ago. And it was like, I really like Wheeler Yuta and the BCC. And that was it. So 
Aaron. Ooh. Oof. I don't think he's there, but I really um I actually quite liked the little bit with the mascot. I thought it was silly and cute. And I was just like, why do the Outrunners have this mascot? And then I found out it was for the hockey team or whatever. And he did the little na-na dance. It was fun. Did any of you think that that was Hook in there? I totally did. Yeah, I was like, oh, who's coming out? Who's coming out? I was like, please tell me Hook is doing all this goofy, goofy, goofy stuff. And he takes that off and he's just like... I would just... Yeah, he takes it off. He's dead faced and just clobbers Brian Cage. That would have been good. That would have been that, that would have been as good as uh Hangman Page in the uh Saint Puff uh costume. Yep. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Uh but yeah, yeah. We'll uh we'll get that match eventually, hopefully not on zero hour. Uh but yeah, after that we got Lexi Nair with Ishii, Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett. Uh, Matt Taven brings up that he used to be in the chaos faction with Ishii. He got hurt. They never called him back. Uh, Roderick Strong says if Ishii wins, he's going to beat him for the title. Uh, he's been waiting eight years for a rematch. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I kind of would like to see that match at some point. Uh, you know, not no title involved, but yeah, that should be good. Um, yeah, what, what do y'all think of uh Roderick and the whole uh lackluster storyline we have here? You first, at least they, I mean, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. At least they finally did something in the main event, but they still looked pretty cowardly. But it was like it's slim, it's like, oh, they did something, but. I'm still kind of meh, but I hate to say it. Oh, um, so you know, I've been kind of not the biggest fan of Orange Cassidy in his current run, but I'll definitely say this main event was fantastic. And it was like, well, okay, if you could have just been doing that, why weren't you doing that? But whatever, I don't care. So now I'm like, well, now I want Cassidy to retain (laughs) because I'm at least if I'm looking at the two here. Roderick has been sucking for two months, whereas at least Cassidy can pull out a banger and restore my faith in him and go, oh, he is still great, and he can still have good matches. He just hasn't been booked well. So I, I, this isn't, like, from someone who was so into Roddy, it's crazy how much I'm just like, right? eh. Yeah, my, uh, my one note for that segment was, meh, all the heat is gone. Just He even went, he I watched went, it and just shrugged, meh. He even went Ishi E, and I wrote that down. But I was like, eh, like, it, it, this is dead. Like, it's kind of dead in the water for right now. Yeah, yeah. You guys think they can bring it back when? Uh, oh, of course. Unhealthy. Yeah, if they have a banger at the pay per view that can bring it back, that can make me appreciate it. But if you know Roderick wins like a total loser, then I don't know. I'm not really interested in that, but. Maybe. Never say never. <laughs> yeah. Never say never. <clears throat> oh, cool, cool. Uh, after that, we get a Adam Copeland segment. Uh, like he tells Nigel to shut up <laughs> right off the bat. A uh, little rude. He... little rude. Come on. It's, <laughs> he's Nigel just doing his job. Dude, Copeland's definitely a, a in-betweener. Like... I, oh, I like how Nigel points out 
that too like that Fulton you know he really uh leans into the that he's actually a heel <laughs> yeah but Nigel will point that out uh yeah good stuff uh let's see he uh warns Nicholas and Matthew Jackson for what they did to Sting and Darby uh he wants the TNT championship uh Garcia's music hits. He comes to the ring. He says Copeland uh, is not the only one with wins and not the only one who deserves a shot at the TNT title. Uh, he said he might lose the big one, uh, have to go back to the back of the line, but he will fight a million times to get the eight to get AEW gold. Uh, Adam Copeland proposes on Dynamite. They wrestle to see who faces Christian. Uh, Copeland says he's going to beat Garcia's ass next week uh, for threatening to take uh, food from his family's table. Uh, yeah, that should be a great match. Uh, I don't like how they're not calling it the Cope Open anymore. They didn't well, even he, mention he... that. He's not doing it anymore, which they yeah. I'll talk about this whole promo because I actually liked this whole segment, but I don't like how they're like, guys, the Cope Open was great the whole time. And I was like, no, 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 no. It was about to get great. We were there. Yeah. And then you stopped it. Yeah, so it, was, we, it was just gathering the heat that I was like, oh, we've had one really good match. Mm -hmm. well, what happened? Because you build, you do the guy no one cares about, up and coming guy people kind of know guy in a trios where he's not a great singles guy but he's pretty dang good and then a classic veteran which is great to beat and then you build up to like oh i don't know jeff hardy that'd be a fun nostalgic match and could kind of go into this hardy resurgence we're on and i'm sure that match would be okay but no it's it's like it's over and so i think they're setting up if slash when he wins the tnt title he'll be able to do cope opens like john cena had his oh, u.s title yeah. open challenge that makes sense. But I hate to say it. If I if I'm booking here, let me book this thing for a little bit, right? I I don't know how I would do it, but I would make it another triple threat, but make this one so that it's different from the main event, an elimination triple threat. And what you mm. do, you get Christian out first. So you're guaranteed a new title, and I'd give it to Garcia. Yeah. I know that's bold, but I think that would work and uh i would quite like it but you know if if this is building to just copeland and christian again i'm I'm still fine with that but that would be a little bit more interesting than just seeing copeland and christian again at a pay-per-view you could throw in a little bit of spice and then garcia wins and they could have like one more singles match is like a blow-off and that's when they get together and they become friends yeah. potentially this is the way to get the tnt title completely out of this conversation and christian and copeland together yeah yeah and as much as i've loved christian having it i think it's time for him to not like i feel like he's kind of had all the stories he's gonna have with it so it's time for somebody to finally take it off of him i think what i would book if i was mr khan i hate to say this i think oh, i think the bucks winning the titles does make the most sense if it ends with edge and christian beating them because that's oh. two Ooh. legends old timers that's like 
They're not like Jericho or Hardy where we actually have problems with them. They're the good legends where they're, you know, doing well and having great matches. And that'd be a fun match. Young Bucks versus Edging Christian. Come on. Yeah. Damn. And, and I really did like, especially with the Eddie Kingston in this one too, how they were like, we're both disgusted by the Young Bucks. You know, that segment wasn't working for me, but that doesn't matter. I really like how they were selling it. I like yeah. how it was. I like how commentary selling it where it was like, they'll never recover their careers. I really like it. And I like how further on in the uh, show, they're not the Young Bucks. They're the AEW EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson's. Like, I think I'm starting to like this. Yeah, they're they're turning the corner with it. Like I said, it was like a little yeah. a little slow to start, but it, it all built to this moment. So now it all kind of makes sense, which is sort of how they tell their stories anyways. Like, I feel like every good uh, elite storyline has always started off with like, okay, where are they going? And yeah. then... Uh, and that yeah. way, because I think I was thinking about this right before we started, but like, how do you put Kenny Omega in this? Whatever he comes back, whatever that might be, but like, you can't just have him ignore it because they're his best friends that are all EVPs. But do you have him join in on the debauchery? This is where we make Tony Khan an on-screen authority figure no but a face figure instead of the traditional heel isn't that Ooh. what he already is he he's just yeah, behind the but, scenes but yeah be what he is now but just push it out there like <laughs> amplify I mean, it we, we saw him talk about big business i mean i love tony khan i don't think he's there yet no no i don't he, think he's there yet dude if he took some like acting classes what does he, he have could... time? He's booking four shows yeah. and pay-per-views. Yeah, and some other sports teams. Football team and a football team. <laughs> We're talking about this guy getting acting lessons. He won't hire a booker, so no. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, man. Uh, cool, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll read. Would we leave off at Adam Copeland's segment? uh yeah oh yeah well, they announced uh the match officially for dynamite also uh, a little later on i believe uh, cool yeah after that we get uh renee paquette backstage with stokely hathaway chris statlander and willow nightingale apparently that's a rampage storyline because <laughs> they were uh, setting it up i remember it on dynamite homecoming because there was the big women's match and stokely was in the crowd and he had yeah. the sign so they were setting that up a long time ago and then they just took him off tv and now they're back they're like oh they're together now and they're doing great guys you haven't seen them but trust us they're doing great yeah fair enough i mean i'm okay with like i'm okay with them uh brewing a story maybe on rampage and then when it's you know the timer goes off you know give it to us and just give us a little bit of you know uh backstory and i think i'm okay with that i think i i'm, I'm willing to accept that delivery <laughs> the one thing i would say to counteract that is except for one episode of dynamite because i was going out of town I've watched every single Dynamite Collision so far this year. Unless it was on that one, I would have appreciated something like the week, the Rampage, that it happened on the Dynamite of the Collision. They go, look at what you missed on Rampage. 
Chris Statlander finally Ooh. agreed to Stokely Hathaway because that is the story development. Yeah. It's not a big story development, but it's something that we missed. And, you know, you could argue that, oh, you got to watch Rampage. Well, there's some people that genuinely just can't watch Rampage. I just choose not to, but it would have been nice just to throw in a little 30 second, like, here's what you missed on Rampage. They're together. And then you don't have to have them on TV doing matches, but it would have built to this, I guess. Did AEW benefit from kind of a like control center, like segment or show that would like have that kind of stuff on it that people could just catch for like five, 10 minutes out of their day on YouTube and like, yeah, you just kind of have, ah yeah 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 <laughs> wwe does do uh like top 10 highlights of the week and so they'll yeah. i don't watch them anymore but when i did they would go to nxt raw smackdown and i'm sure if something big happened on main event or superstars they put it on there too so maybe on the ew youtube channel they have like a top 10 things of the week and you know something like that would be a nice nine or eight like you could throw it on there mm -hmm. uh yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah. Let's see. Uh, Stokely puts over Statlander and Willow. Uh, they bring up Sky Blue. Willow wants to fight Sky, and Stokely has been blocked from Tony Khan's phone. <laughs> uh, and then I think we get uh, maybe a little later on. They actually booked the match with Willow and Sky Blue. Uh, Cool, yeah. Uh, at least they have a third women's story kind of floating in the ether. Yeah, but I would call this, I kind of point this in that Jericho Don Callis feud where it's like it kind of never ends. It's just been like off and on since whenever Sky Blue first turned. And so, yeah, I'm hyped for it. I'm excited, but. Could we have something else in between anywhere? Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, after that, we get uh, Brody King versus Mark Briscoe. Uh, pretty fun match. Hard-hitting, violent, uh, everything you would imagine. Uh, let's see. At one point, Brody King hit a running cannonball. Uh, pretty early in the match, actually. Uh, Mark Briscoe jumps off a chair out of the ring on Br uh, on Brody onto the floor. Uh, the ref uh, won't let Briscoe set up a table. Uh, Mark Briscoe used a little redneck kung fu. Uh, slows down Brody King for a bit. Uh, Mark Briscoe hit a twisting moonsault on King on the outside. Uh, Brody King hit a big lariat, covers Mark Briscoe for a two count. Mark Briscoe hit a Death Valley driver on Brody King, goes to the top turnbuckle to try to hit the froggy bow, but Brody King pushes Briscoe off the top turnbuckle onto the half setup table that the ref uh, stopped Briscoe from setting up earlier. Uh, Brody King hit the Gonzo Bomb for the win. Um, after that, uh, Brody King holds up Mark Briscoe while Julia Hart stabs him in the head with a metal spike. 
uh, just gushing blood everywhere. Uh, they had to actually get a towel and like, like we, I don't think we can show this. <laughs> oh, they did. Uh, they were like, look, look, there he is. Look <laughs> at all the blood. Uh, so did he, did he blade or did she mess up? I don't know. Maybe she just struck him real good. Maybe he bladed and like kind of just nicked a little too deep. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he, maybe he's like, you know what? Give it to me the hard way. Like, uh, that FTR match, like the those dudes ain't afraid to bleed. <laughs> yep. Uh dude, Julia Hart looks like more of a threat than any devil dumpling. Yeah, and most of the, the house of black, really. <laughs> like she that hasn't... elevated her in my mind. Yeah. She hasn't been around. Like I was kind of hoping when she won the title that she would kind of become the center of the house of black because she's the only one with the title, and that kind of would make sense, but it's the opposite. She's been on the show way less, and she'll be there to do like a spooky bell ring or to spit some mist in someone's face, but she hasn't really been doing much. And you know, there were there's been two women's matches on a lot of these collisions lately, to the point where I don't bother keeping track of oh, this is the fourth collision where they did it or whatever. Like, because it's like, oh, it's just kind of a thing now. But none of them have had anything to do with the TBS title, which is kind of sad because like, don't get me wrong, I love the Tony Storm Deanna Parazzo build right now, but there's another women's title that doesn't have anything. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully on Dynamite we'll get uh, maybe Thunder Rosa uh, challenging or having a match and Julia interferes or something like that to kind of uh, spur that on. Maybe Serena D, but this this match was really good, especially I think my favorite part, that Death Valley driver that you were talking about, it was so effortless. Like every single time I watch a Mark Briscoe match, I like him more because I'm like, I didn't know that was so, he was so strong. But that was like a John Cena pickup where it's like, oh, you're nothing. Oh, boop, like you're a little little cruiserweight, but that's Brody King. So that was great. The table spot was great. Uh, and this made me just want to watch Mox versus uh, King soon. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be a good one. Battle of the Lariats. Just who can knock the other man off their feet. But yeah, fun. And it was, are they telling the story again of who's going to save so-and-so from the House of Black? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are we going to, are we going to get a, uh, a uh, team up with the Hardys? Is that the end game for this? You know, is that is that where we want to go? What about like? I mean, if if they break the Hardys, cool. <laughs> what about okay, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal? Okay, there is a little precedence there. Turn yeah. Jeff Jarrett face. Come on, come on. Yeah, the people are ready to cheer Jeff Jarrett. I'm ready to. I'm ready yeah. to see Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, man, love Jeff Jarrett. Uh, get him on my TV immediately, Tony. Book it, Tony. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, after that, we get a Brian Keith promo. Uh, pretty cool. He got signed last uh, Dynamite. Uh he says he wants big matches with all the stars 
whether you're good, bad, ugly, you better be ready to pay up, sucker. And he's allowed to say that because he trained with Booker T. <laughs> ah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was a it was a fun little promo, and I liked how he explained his gimmick. And he was like, "There's a bounty on your head, and I'll come for it." The only thing I would change, and this would elevate Brian Keith a little bit, talk about the Young Bucks again, because again, it would kind of uh, hammer it in more. Like this is real bad, and it would put Brian Keith on that same level of Adam Copeland and Eddie Kingston, where it's like. Here's all these AEW guys. What do you think about what's going on with the Young Bucks, you know? And he could easily have just gone like, I'm the bounty hunter, and you two boys have got bounties on your head. Like, something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. But. Yeah. Yeah, no, I kind of, I like how they're doing that with the Bucks, so that would be a good, uh, another way to tie it in. That's the only thing I would change about it, but it was a fine little, little promo. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into Brian Keith. Uh, I'm really happy for him. Uh, I think that's a really, really good get a good investment uh, that Tony Khan made with him. Uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward to the future. Uh, Oh yeah. Eddie Kingston called him a kid and I looked up his age. Any guesses? Any guesses? 38. 38. A little younger. A little younger. 31. Oh, okay. But I was like, I was like, okay, let's stretching it a little bit. I know the age of, I know the age of the modern wrestlers getting older because hospitals and health are so much better. But you're pushing it a little bit there, Kingston. He did. I forgot he called him kid. Uh, cool. Yeah. After that, we get a second women's match. Uh, or no, first first, first women's match. Yeah, first women's match. Uh, Deanna, Deanna Perrazzo versus Kiera Hopkin. Uh, yeah, Deanna just look aggressive, uh, in control. Uh, I like uh, Kiera Hogan went for a hip attack to Deanna. And I like Tony Schiavone made a comment that uh, she needs to get used to that. Uh, yeah. You know, having a match with Tony Storm. Uh, Deanna goes uh, after... Uh, her arm, Kira Hogan's arm, uh, aggressively, dominantly. Uh, Deanna gets Kira Hogan in the Venus de Milo and makes her tap. We get a strong, clean win. Uh, yeah, looking great. Uh, on Deanna's uh, way back up the ramp, Tony Storm pulled a Brian Danielson. I had that in my note. I said she does the clam digger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is that what we're calling it now? Mm -hmm. She pulls a clam digger. Uh, But yeah, before we get into that match, uh, Chandler, what do you think about the uh, Kira Hogan match? It was fine. I haven't heard a crowd that silent since World's End. Um, (laughs) But... Deanna Praza looks good, and uh, I like how she's winning with this tap out. Because I literally wrote in my notes, like, this is the storytelling, and I believe it. How's Tony going to break that? How's Tony going to get out? Like, that's kind of what they're selling is Deanna Praza is really, really good at these submissions. And how can she, how can Tony Storm overcome that? The big baby face that she is. So, did what it needed to do. How'd you feel, Chad? uh same i did not have a lot of notes for this like literally it's like 
Good technical wrestling. I love her submission. Kind of predictable. The next match was a lot better. I thought it was a really good showing for Queen yeah. Amanada and Tony Storm is always entertaining. So yeah, the next I, match... hear, I hear she got a contract. So we uh, hopefully we'll see that graphic oh, soon. Really, oh, Queen. God, I, I got written here. Sign Amanada. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, Tony interrupted Diana's uh, exit uh, on her way to the ring. Uh, let's see. Um, Amanada does her uh, little arm wipes her butt on on the arm thing. I like that she does that every match. Uh, Tony does a, another Luthez press. Amanada hits a big lariat to Tony, uh, but she can't cover. Uh, Tony Storm hits a snap DDT to Queen Amanada, covers for a two count. Queen Amanada hits a air raid crash to Tony Storm, covers for two. Uh, Queen Amanada misses a hip attack. Tony Storm hits uh, her with one of her own, and she does her Storm Zero uh, finisher and wins. Great match. Uh, but even better, I liked uh, the promo. Black and white laying on the in the middle of the ring that like come really on cool like in the way they like the camera angle on it beautiful uh yeah tony storm uh talks about her new film co- uh debuting on uh dyna dynam how'd she say it Dyn- dynamity like calamity dynamity um, okay awesome uh, she says something about Diana in pain, like a wart on her bum hole. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Good match. Good promo. Uh, yep. Tony can do no wrong in my mind right now. Yeah, she's been excellent. I'm not ready for her to lose that title. Queen Amanada looked great. Um, I was kind of like hoping in my head, like, what if Queen Amanada won this match? Like, what would that mean for the rankings, right? Someone who, at least uh, to my knowledge, isn't signed with AEW, just pinned your world's champion. Does she Ooh. shoot up the rankings? But she's losing to a lot of people on that ranking. So that would be like an interesting question. But this is still the right choice because you probably don't want to pin your champion going into a pay-per-view. True. But yeah, I loved how Nigel McGuinness gave a standing ovation when Tony Storm came out and gave a standing ovation as soon as she won. I loved how Tony Storm immediately started it off with, Tony Siobhan, stop looking at me like that. And then Kevin Kelly just like gets to the little jab like, dirty boy. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know why it was so funny to me. And just the where she was like, that was an utmost technical show of brilliance. So that's why earlier I was like, yeah, techni- technicality up and down the card here. So this is a lots of fun. Just a little poo housey match, but fun. Yeah, it was real fun. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm I, um, I can't remember where I read it, but I hope it was true, and I hope we get that Queen uh, Queen Amadella has the uh, is all elite. Uh, yeah. And somebody got away with saying a word on my bum hole in the in the middle of a promo. That was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Rhodes did an interview and he compared what Tony Storm is doing right now with what they were breaking new ground with gold dust. Like when oh, he, yeah. he began, I was like, wow, yeah, that's kind of a cool comparison. 
uh, with her like overt like innuendo and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the gimmick and her old lingo is helping her get away with a lot. Yeah. So I like it. It's working. Yeah, I agree. Uh, looks like we're already at our main event of the night. Uh, international Championship match. Orange Cassidy versus Tomohiro Ishii. Um, yeah, I'm really glad uh, we get the privilege of watching uh, Japanese wrestlers from another promotion that I have never uh, got to see before. Uh, well, I mean, I've seen him. Uh, but in general, like the exposure I'm getting to, uh, new Japan and, uh, the talent from around the world. Uh, yeah, love it. <laughs> uh, I really like to, uh, early on in the match, uh, orange Cassidy gets knocked out of the ring and the camera picked it up really well. He's just going, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like it was still in his perfect subtle like character where he's like not that bothered, but he's like, oh my God. Like this is <laughs> like I might have I might have overstepped here. Uh but yeah. Uh let's see. Orange Cassidy knocks down Ishii after uh quite a struggle. Uh Orange Cassidy gets chopped by Ishii over and over and over. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. During commercial break, we had a Simply Orange orange Juice commercial. <laughs> hmm. I wrote down. Uh, uh, we get a nice uh, twisting DDT to Ishii. Orange Cassidy topes Ishii on the outside. Orange Cassidy hit another spinning DDT, covers for two. Uh, Orange Cassidy hit a avalanche DDT, covers for two. Uh, Ishii uh, gets uh, Orange Cassidy up in the turnbuckle and does a delayed avalanche vertical suplex, uh, covers for two. Orange Cassidy uh begs Ishii to uh chop him and keep hitting him he just says come on come on uh orange cassidy gets fired up but then collapses immediately uh there was a awesome series of near falls uh to Ishii uh orange just couldn't get him down uh, Orange Cassidy hits an orange punch, then a beach break, covers for 2.99. Uh, the crowd thought he had that. I thought he had it. Uh, orange hits another orange punch, uh, then a roll-up uh, for a three-count. Uh, wow, what a great match. Uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy, I have it written down here. He's definitely the workhorse, uh, putting in the work, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Has Love he it. become uh, AEW's Bret Hart? Yeah. <laughs> uh, ah. ho- hopefully not. Let- let's just say hopefully not. <laughs> he just goes to the next show. WWE. Can you imagine that gimmick in the Fed? Would it work? Probably. Bigger gimmicks like that tend to work. But this match, whew, it was a good match. This was my first ever ECE singles match. 
So I've only ever seen him in like multi-man matches. So I didn't really know what to expect because to me, he was the guy who goes in and chops and that was about it. So I was just kind of like, oh, is he just gonna, gonna chop? But no, this match was fantastic. I loved every bit of it. I thought he was convincing. And like, again, I started this match like, oh, Ishii, Ishii should win. But by the end of it, I was biting on every near fall and I was very happy that Orange Cassidy retained. Um, basically, you kind of said all the good spots, you know, the surge up to him falling over. That was pretty funny. Uh, I love how, you know, uh, Orange Cassidy was giving him a bunch of elbows and Ishii basically pushed him into the opposite corner. And he just gave one more lazy elbow and the crowd went, oh, and then like he <laughs> chopped him out of his soul. And they went, oh, like, I just loved the little crowd interaction with that. So. Yeah, really fun match. Exactly what I would want to see out of the international title. I'm glad it was the main event. Yeah, it was great fun. Um, you know, they man, OC just has that ability. Like, just when I'm kind of always starting to kind of get a little soft on him, and then he has a match like this, and you're like, whoa. Uh, yeah, great story. Um, yeah, you both kind of said every, all my thoughts. Like, Ishii's just like this bulldog of a dude or pit bull, I guess and uh and uh yeah like just so believable and it's like how the heck is oc gonna pull this off and um yeah the he he didn't do the seatbelt though it was just a regular like crucifix uh pin right yeah that was uh yeah the only way he could have done it because uh there's no way Ishii was gonna fall for anything else yeah 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 good good fun uh all those uh, false finishes at the end there, like had everyone going. Uh, yeah, that's a great way to get the crowd, you know, pumped. <laughs> uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I'm way into Orange Cassidy, uh, way more than I was. Uh, Roderick Strong has no business even challenging for it. What do you mean? He came out after the show and had his goons beat up Orange Cassidy. He couldn't even touch him, but he had his henchmen do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They come out, they attack Orange, do a spike pile driver, but Ishii and Trent come to help. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Julia Hart looked like way more of a badass. Right. <laughs> And uh, no, no real signs of the possible Trent turn there. I thought they could have teased that something more there if there is something brewing. Or yeah. you, you just wouldn't have had him come out because then Orange Cassie would have been like, "Hey, I got beat up by the yeah. Kingdom, and Ishii came back to help." I know we're friends, but I'm a lot closer to you. So where were you, man? But I also kind of roughed down because I was like. At least they did something, but it's still three on two guys, and one of them just wrestled a match. The other's Trent. Like, come on, beat him up, Make, like stand tall at the end of your show for once. But no, he, they just scanned her away. And I get I, like at this point they have to be chicken shit heels, but yeah. I don't think anyone wanted them to be chicken shit heels because they kayfabe set mjf out of the company yeah they should they should be they should be ruling the roosts like everybody should be shit scared of them 
the acclaimed and the Bullet Club, Gold, united to deal with them, but they were like, oh, they're so much of a nothing burger that, never mind, we could just kind of have fun together. Like, Yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, they're... Uh, I wanted it to work. Yeah, the, the first promo was good, and... You know, I know Wardlow might be injured, but I'm still interested in Wardlow in this story, but everything else just isn't working for me right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like, it was a good episode of Collision. Uh, I'd say this was probably the least important episode, as in nothing was really set up except for here's what we'll do on Dynamite. Yeah. But it was a really good episode. Like, excellent yeah. matches. Great dude. wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they need to get back to that. That's what they're known for, man. Like, like putting on that great show, that great match. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really excited for a revolution. I think that's going to be a banger of a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you kind of want to talk about maybe what we think the card could be looking like? Um, sure. I got written written down here. Uh, the matches, I believe, will be on it. Uh, okay, we got Swerve, Paige, and Joe. That one's confirmed. We got uh, Sting Darby. Versus the Bucks, not confirmed. But come on, yeah. that's that's what is happening. Um, Kingston Danielson, because Kingston officially Kingston accepted. called him out, or uh, Danielson. Uh, Danielson he would, you know, he yeah, would. He will. It, it's one of those things where they wouldn't have Kingston announce it so brazenly in a promo and then have it not happen. So right. it's in that Young Bucks era area. Where they haven't said it, but it's happening. Um, Tony Storm, Diana confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I got question mark FTR BCC. They don't put FTR on pay per views, so that's going to be the collision through line. So I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree on that one. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I gotta, they're gonna I got question mark. They're gonna <laughs> throw in some like other matches that will go why is that on the pay-per-view because that's how i felt about world's end because ftr and house of black have been built up like throughout the continental classic and it made sense for it to be on the pay-per-view but they were like no it's on the collision after the pay-per-view yeah um i've got julia hart versus don't know serena Hopefully. d would be my biggest guess right yeah. now or thunder rosa i think under um i got roddy orange cassidy that one's confirmed they've confirmed that roddy's challenging for the international title and it's more than likely that orange cassidy will have it until then uh hook and cage nice zero hour that's the biggest build for a zero hour match we've ever had um we got adam copeland uh christian cage Potentially Daniel Garcia in that mix. Um, I've got Jericho Osprey. Uh, oh. I don't think that's happening anymore. Because how can Jericho come back since that he tapped out to his own move? 
He's done for. Right? He got to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe he'll come. Uh, Osprey will come out. I'm like, all right, wh- which all right, which one of you bros is gonna fight me? And then uh, Okada comes out. Oh yeah, because we'll get. I was gonna bring it up. Yeah, Okada just had his last match too. They both had him over the last week. Well, the big uh, big news is that WWE fumbled again. They uh, did not get Okada. Yeah. Maybe he so. didn't want to go there. <laughs> well. No, I can't really blame him because if I were WWE, I'd do everything to get Okada right now. Like, I'd give him one of the biggest contracts. I don't think I'd give him the biggest contract, but I'd give him, like, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins money. So, like, main event money. And I would say, here's – I don't have the feud planned, but I'd be like, here's the feud that you're going to start. You're going to challenge Gunther on the Raw after Mania, and you're going to beat him. You're going to beat his streak, and you're going to start with the Intercontinental title. Something like that. Whereas they were like, you'll get a WrestleMania moment, trademark. So, like, I don't really blame O'Connor for being like, well, I could go to AEW. Like, apparently they already have creative for him, which is great. So, dude, his wife won't have to move. Uh, he can wrestle in New Japan still. Yeah. Like, that that's really the kicker i feel for most of these free agents like wait a minute you're gonna pay me more money than i've ever made and i can go other places i can go back to new japan i can go to triple a cmll i can work whatever indie i could want like impact prestige prestige hey we we got to see we've gotten to see some pretty cool names on those prestige shows we got to see the prodigy. We got to see Sky Blue, Willow. We got to yeah. see Leo Rush. Leo yeah. Rush. There yeah, was the... me and Dave got to see uh, Malachi Black, Taya Valkyrie, Athena. Oh, We're gonna a, get to see Zack Saber Junior. No, I'm pretty excited <laughs> for that. Yeah, and we're gonna you be hear? in the balcony so we can see it this time because when they had the Brian Danielson match, we we're like, this is great, but we can't see it because it's all on the match. Uh, you hear about the Danielson Saber Junior match yeah. that happened uh, at whatever New Japan event that was? Oh, they did another uh, one. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Zach evened it up. Also, yeah. not a submission. So neither of them have ever submitted each other. But the thanks have for telling me AEW. God, at least they mentioned the Okada match. It happened on Sunday after Collision. So thanks AEW. God. <laughs> It didn't happen yet. <laughs> oh, well, you can hype it. You can go, yeah. hey, Brian Danielson's over across the pond. He's fighting Zack Sabre Jr. Remember Wrestle Dream? Am I the only one who does? They don't really hype upcoming matches that their wrestlers are going to be in. Like, you know, they'll they bring it up it. after the fact or like, but they don't really hype that up. Like that, you know, they they got their own promotion to promote, I guess. (laughs) Little shouts out by commentary, like, oh, you might notice Brian Danielson isn't here for this BCC match. Well, he's getting ready for Zack Sabre Jr. for in New Japan. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cool. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to do your highs and lows? Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of hard because everything's like 
mid to good. There wasn't anything that was like exceptional. There wasn't anything that was like awful. Yeah, there were no botches. I'm glad about. Uh, my low is just the last couple minutes with the dumpling gang uh, coming out. Yeah. And my yeah. high was uh, Midnight Heat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, my low was What Are You Doing to My Outrunners, TK? Yeah. Ugh, sadness. And the high was just one single line. Wart on my bum hole. That <laughs> shit made me laugh. That was pretty good. Um, you know what? I'll I'll piggyback off of Dave, but for a different reason. My low is that midnight heat didn't pin Moxley. Like, fuck, send him to the moon, Tony. Come on. And my high, um, I just give it to the main event. It was just, it was just great. It was really fun. I was glad I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good episode. Uh, looking forward to uh, Dynamite. Dynamite. Dynamity. <laughs> uh, looks like we're going to get that Tony Storm film, uh, Wet Ink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. That was pretty big. I bet it's going to be something to do with the tattoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's going to get it covered. Maybe. That, I mean, Ooh. it it is kind of a lot to say, oh, a wrestler should get a tattoo for an angle because that is something permanent on their body. But it'd be think of the heat, pal. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get young the young bucks versus top uh, who? Uh, no, who? no, I've never heard of that tag team before. I know that call the them eight. by their god-given passport names i know that the aew evps matthew and nicholas jackson are taking on top flight i don't know who these young bucks are yeah they're not that young anymore Mm -mm. (laughs) the bucks Um, of youth yep uh willow night willow nightingale versus sky blue adam copeland versus daniel garcia and we're going to hear from uh, Hangman, Swerve, and Joe. That should be interesting. Uh, yeah. Ooh, cool. Yeah, I like three can like... probably go for the full hour. Sorry to bug you. And I'd probably yeah. watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the different feels that uh, Collision and Dynamite have. Like, they're definitely got a different vibe. Um, well, I'm lo- loving the uh, like collision definitely has that old school uh loose cannon feel to me uh not that dynamite doesn't have that but yeah uh dynamite to me feels more sports entertainer e <laughs> uh, I think that's why I, that's why I prefer dynamite because being raised as a WWE kid, of course, I prefer sports entertainment. I like it when it's a healthy mix, which I think Dynamite and AEW uh, pay-per-views tend to have a nice healthy mix of that. Uh, and it's not like I don't like Collision. Collision's still great. I think it's... I wish there was a little bit more. I'm not even saying, like, Dynamite levels of uh, sports entertainment. I just kind of wish there was, like, 
a little bit more variety. I wish there was less squash matches too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, any big news other than Okada pretty much confirmed AEW? <laughs> Oh, really uh, a whole lot going on. No, again, like surprisingly, with all the Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns nonsense, it has kind of been quiet since our Dynamite coverage. Not a whole yeah. lot. There was yeah, a the good. Press, the press conference was all right, but really just kind of more of the same. Yeah, it was just setting up the big angle at the end. Um, uh, What was I going to talk about? I don't know. Super Bowl happened. That's sp- all sports entertainment. Like, Come well, you on. Had, you had something earlier that you you brought up you wanted to get to. Was it? It's all fake. I was telling my, I watched the Super Bowl with my roommates, and I was literally telling them, like, okay, here's how it's going to go. They're going to tie up the score right before. They're going to go into OT, and then Kelsey's going to get the winning touchdown, and they'll propose to Taylor Swift. And I was close because it <laughs> three seconds left for the touchdown. That's WWE, like I don't believe that 50 50 booking exactly. And they were hyping it up, like you know, um, with the Royal Rumble this year, they're like, No one's done two Royal Rumbles back to back since Stone Cold Steve Austin. They did the same thing of no one's done two Super Bowls back to back since the Patriots. So, this is just politicking, booking, but it was still fun to watch. Uh, that Mahomes kid, he's going places, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, I caught uh, the last little bit of it. I was at work, but uh, yeah, I got really, uh, you know, sucked into it the last uh, half an hour when they tied it up. I was like, oh, man, like I didn't care about it before at all, but now I kind of do. Technically, the Chiefs are from my home state, (laughs) so uh, they, they, they get it. They get my vote. Uh, but yeah, Super Bowl happened. Uh, or I don't know if we can legally call it that. We have to call it the big game. The big game. That is true. They might come for us. So the, the big business. The big ooh, <laughs> big business in Boston, baby. Okay, is Okada gonna come before that, or is he gonna come in big business? Because I think he should come before. I don't think he should step on Mercedes Thunder. I don't think he should be debuting there. Because yeah. at least, like, because I was kind of going in watching the show, like, okay, Okada's definitely going to AEW. There's no doubt in my mind anymore. I was looking at that graphic. I was like, that's all Mercedes Monet. That is not one shred of, like, there's, like, dollar bills around or, like, there's a little bit of gold somewhere, which I'm not, I'm no professional on Okada's gimmick, but that's what I can tell is, like, a part of yeah. it. There's nothing like that. So this is all Mercedes Monet and it should all be Mercedes Monet because if you want this to be as big of a signing as they want it to be it should all be about her yeah no and I mean with all the heat they get for their uh, women's booking like that'd just be another uh, more more ammunition of people like okay now you're treading on uh, Mercedes Monet's big day big night like yeah no just it needs to just be her night he needs to debut to, okay, so Danielson loses to Kingston, but 
hits Kingston with a chair or something and gets him in the label lock and won't let go. Whose music hits? <laughs> Mr. Okada, they set up that third match. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think he he uh saves Kingston and Yeah. That's as yeah. good as any. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. Looking forward to Revolution. Uh should be pretty darn fun. Uh I mean, not only like Sting retiring, but uh they've thrown in some really good stuff there too to uh sprinkle in with it so yeah i think this is probably the best lead up to a pay-per-view i've seen yet and we're still supposed to get osprey at some point so i'll i'll be harping on that until where the pay-per-view is done because i kind of now now that he's now that he's had his last match i'm sure uh he'll be there and he'll probably uh, have some sort of promo bruv listen jericho bruv you just lost to the cash let me beat you again too oh maybe he'll call to cash out I don't want to see the catch to lose. I want to see that match, but come on. Yeah. Uh, That'd be an amazing match, though. Yeah. They would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cool. Yeah. I think that uh, just about covers it for today. Uh, Nothing. uh, No really good news circulating. Uh, Yeah. Everyone out there, don't forget to uh, like and uh, comment. And most importantly, don't forget to subscribe. Um, it looks like uh, like eighty percent of our viewers are not subscribed. Uh, help us turn that around. Uh, One thing to note before Dave concludes here: they did announce on Collision that due to like the NPA finals or whatever, there will be no Collision next week. So of course there will be no Collision review. But stay tuned. We got something else planned. So that's all we're going to say. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to that. You might have to wait the whole effing show. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with Rob Van Dam, but I just had to go, you know. Awkward. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chandler. Uh, another good episode. Um, having a lot of fun doing this. Uh, making my wrestle brain think. <laughs> uh, it felt good today. It, it did. Good. It did. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, everyone out there, subscribe, like, comment, and uh, catch us on the next video. Thank you very much. Bye. Peace. Bye-bye.